I'm Alex Sharfin, and this is the Momentum Podcast, made for empire builders, game changers, trailblazers, shot takers, record breakers, world makers, and creators of all kinds. Those among us who can't turn it off and don't know why anyone would want to. We challenge complacency, destroy apathy, and we are obsessed with creating momentum so we can roll over bureaucracy and make our greatest contribution. Sure, we pay attention to their rules, but only so that we can bend them, break them, then rewrite them around our own will. We don't accept our destiny, we define it. We don't understand defeat because you only lose if you stop, and we don't know how. While the rest of the world strives for average and clings desperately to the status quo, we are the minority, the few, who are willing to hallucinate there could be a better future, and instead of just daydreaming of what could be, we endure the vulnerability and exposure it takes to make it real. We are the evolutionary hunters, clearly the most important people in the world, because entrepreneurs are the only source of consistent, positive human evolution, and we always will be. You must predict the future. At first, this statement may sound crazy, but I want to qualify for you what I mean by you must as an entrepreneur predict the future. In fact, there comes a time in every entrepreneur's career, and the earlier you can do this, the better. But in every one of our careers, we have to do the following. Assemble some leverage, a team of some kind, because you can't do it all yourself. If you're going to do something significant, you end up not being able to do it all yourself. And we assemble a team of some kind, provide them with an outcome like, hey, here's what we're going to do. Then creating a, co-creating a plan with them and then coaching their success along the way and getting them there. In effect, by pro- pro- providing that plan at the beginning, when you get there, you have now predicted the future. Does this make sense? And here's what happens when a team has a leader that they believe can predict the future. They believe in that leader at a much higher level and you can start predicting much more intense and much bigger futures. In fact, you start seeing what your team's really capable of when they're winning consistently. But here's the problem. This is the opposite of what you've been taught and what you believe and what almost every entrepreneur I've ever worked with does in practice. Instead, what happens is entrepreneurs have been told they need to come up with a BHAG or a you know vivid vision or some massive thing that they should tell their team about. And you know, it can it can be like a lot of the time it's a dream, it's a it's an idea, it's a hope, it's something we want. But the problem is that that tendency to chase dreams carries over into our financial predictions, into our goal setting, into our like outcomes that we have with our team. And what we constantly do is we ask our team to chase a dream because someone's told us we have to make our goals big enough to scare us. The problem is the team misses or misses repeatedly where you now have to start teaching your team to lose gracefully. You have to come in And each month that you have, you you know, you're doing a million dollars in a business and you set a goal that you're going to do 10 million in the subsequent year. I can't tell you how many times I've seen exactly that scenario, exactly that scenario, like 1 million to 10 million. And the number of businesses I've ever seen do it, there's been a couple, there's been a couple. I mean, I've seen hundreds, possibly over a thousand businesses up close and personal And there's been a couple and they were freaks of nature. And so here's what happens when you chase that, you, you know, you tell your team, 
you're going to go from a million to 10 million. The first month that you come in and you don't hit $166,000 in revenue, you have to tell your team, hey guys, it's okay. We're going to get it. You know, we're going to take one for the team. We're going to work really hard. We're going to make it up. And then the second month, you have to anniversary two months at $166,000 in revenue. So it's whatever you missed in two months. So you're doing telling them again. And what they start to see you as is a graceful loser. And here's the problem. When you miss or lose gracefully, you actually challenge your trust as a leader. You challenge your team's trust in your leadership. And if you think about it just logically, if you're the leader that continues to make massive predictions that don't really happen, then you're the person who, well, you can kind of trust, right? You can kind of say, well, they they kind of are going to do what they say they're going to do. We're kind of going to do what they say we should do. We should kind of work on it. I don't want to be a kind of leader. When my team commits to a set of outcomes, I want them to understand that not only are we committing to them, we're going to go chase them down and crush them. I want my team accustomed to winning and winning big and doing it over and over again. We want to crush the the outcomes we set so that our team learns that as a team, the more we win together, the more we can do to win more together. And the more we win together, the better things get as we progress working together. And the more you know, we are honest with each other and communicate with each other and tell each other what's really going on, the faster things go. When you come into your team and you set a $10 million goal, the first month you miss it, everyone on that team is hesitant to talk about revenue now. Everyone on that team is hesitant to talk about how much they're selling, how much you're doing, because they don't want to bring up an uncomfortable subject. You've now made revenue the most important driver of the success of your business, or one of the most. You've now made it uncomfortable. So profitability is the most important, but you know, you've made revenue now a taboo subject because it's uncomfortable. They don't want to make you uncomfortable. They don't want to make each other comfortable because they're talking about a place where they're losing. And here's the thing for us all to remember as entrepreneurs. We like to fight from the back. We like to, to come up from behind. We like to, to you know, overcome, to conquer, to like be challenged. But our teams don't ever want to be in a position where they are losing. And when we put them there, we make them uncomfortable. And so you must start to predict the future, which means you need to relearn how to set outcomes and goals. You need to start looking at, at least on your 30-day outcomes, whatever you're setting for the month, like your team better be able to set their outcomes for the month and crush them and get everything done so that you have another month where you can set your outcomes for a month and do it again. And then as your company matures, you wanna move that out to your 90-day targets. You wanna do the exact same thing. But in your company, if you've, you, if you've been running your business without clear outcomes, without clear targets, just go down to the week. Start committing as a team, however small it is, what you're going to get done in a week and everyone, have everyone get to where they're doing 90% or more every week and see how much you can do. And then, then you can expand to the 30, to the 90 you know, in some organizations, what, the ones that we really respect, the ones that we look at and the ones that we are in awe of and change entire industries and have everyone's attention, 
it's amazing how far out they plan. My cousin's a product manager at, at Apple, Eric Bauer. I mentioned him often. He's one of the smartest people I know. And he knows what he's going to be doing for the next few years. So he already has deadlines that extend three years into the future. And as entrepreneurs, we sometimes don't have deadlines anywhere in our business. And so when we start learning how to predict the future and say where we're going and have teams actually achieve in the near term, we set up organizations that instinctively achieve ongoing and keep going and keep moving forward and keep creating momentum. So start looking at what is realistic for us to get done? What do I feel like we can get done and get done well? What do I feel like we can get done and have a, a small amount of time to test and, and go through and make sure that it was done right? What do I feel like we can get done without killing ourselves this week so we can actually increase and dial up the quality? And if we run out of work to do, we can always pull more in. But what do I think we can get done and have a high confidence level that it'll actually happen? Because your job as a CEO is to be able to predict the future, put the right people in the right places so that the right things get done with the right resources so that that future becomes real. And the more you do, the more your team will believe in you, the more your market will believe in you, the more your clients will believe in you, the more the people around you will believe in you, the easier it will be for you to think about yourself running a larger and larger organization and the easier it will be for you to take on the responsibility of leading more and more people. The first step is learning how to predict the future. Don't let anyone ever tell you you can't because this is a skill that great companies and great entrepreneurs have fine-tuned to the point where they can predict the day they will launch a sports car off into orbit in a radically different, differently designed rocket than there's ever been, and then land the boosters back like a candle facing the wrong direction. It, I mean, if you watch the videos, it looks like it's not even real, like Elon Musk recently did. See, something like that, <laughs> the, the Titan Heavy that flew the Tesla Roadster, Roadster into space, or by the way, the Tesla Roadster. Neither of those happened without Musk predicting the future. But imagine how mature his system is. Imagine how far off into the future he's predicting today. So as an entrepreneur, I know we have this this tendency, this need, this drive to set outrageous, sometimes outlandish, sometimes bigger goals. They've got to scare us. But I want you to just stop and think about what is that really doing to your team? You can have those goals. But when you go into your team, I want you to start being able to predict what will happen. Start opening that window of prediction so that it's longer and longer for you. Start being able to hit with more and more accuracy what you're going to be doing in the next week or the next 30 days or the next quarter and see just how much of it you can get done and just how much or more you can get done. And as you start to predict the future and your team sees you winning and they recognize you as a leader that wins, as a leader that predicts the future, as a leader that says what they're going to do, and as a leader that builds trust, 
you will only see yourself be able to do more, accomplish more, create more, and show up for more in a way that gives more back to your team. And that's exactly what's going to grow your business. You have to predict the future first. If you're running a team, if you're an entrepreneur who's on a team, if you're getting involved in you know business for the first time, or if you've been doing this for a while, uh, I think you should understand the concepts in my book, The Entrepreneurial Personality Type, because most of the entrepreneurs I work with are in a tremendous amount of constraint and pain. And sometimes all it takes is for us to understand a little bit more about ourselves with perspective so that we can see sometimes the greatest pain we have may be exactly where we have the most significant opportunity. Go to freemomentumbook.com and get yourself a copy of The Entrepreneurial Personality Type.